Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome, everyone, to the Obtuse Angles Wrestling Podcast with Kyle and Jeremy. Kyle Fields, former and, I guess, kind of current indie worker, stand-up comedian, game show hoster, Jeremy, by God, Sutherland, indie worker, comedian, IT extraordinaire. He is a pirate on the wrong side of the law. He might be headed to jail by the time that you hear this. And, Jeremy, this week, we asked for your suggestions. We are talking about the most forgettable World champions in wrestling history. But before we get to that, first, the pleasantries. Jeremy, how you doing this week? Oh, man, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay, Kyle. How are you doing this week? I'm doing good. Look at you acting all concerned about me after you insulted me and my hair just a few minutes ago. I did not. I mean, you took it as an insult. That doesn't mean I insulted your hair. It was an insult. I I simply said that that haircut should come with a chain wallet and a pair of Jinkos. Oh, my. (laughs) Wow. Ah, uh, that's good. That's good. Uh, a chain wallet, and so I am like your hair makes you look like you hate your parents. Uh, <laughs> I am a late '90s juggalo. Yeah, basically. If I if I'm correctly picking up what you're throwing down, I look like a late '90s. Yeah, I'm not really like a juggalo because you don't have your face painted, and you, I can't smell you from over here. But you look like maybe Corn and Slipknot's your favorite band. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have seen both Corn and Slipknot on, of course you on multiple occasions apiece, and I do both. You don't like Corn and Slipknot? No, fuck no. Not at all. No, you didn't even, even like Corn back in the day with Blind. Um, yeah, a little bit. Like, little, Life is Peachy. A little bit back in the day. I can't listen to that shit anymore. I've gotten too old for that shit. <clears throat> I, I did notice that you were listening to the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou soundtrack when I, I, I stepped in your, your car briefly yeah, yeah. earlier. Actually, that was Devil. The, the Devil Makes Three, they're called. They're like a... Uh, it's like uh, blues grass. It's blues, like blues grass. Blue grass. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, but okay, you, I just I'm not cool anymore. I can't listen to that shit. Well, I'll tell you how cool I am. I, I'm growing my. Okay, here's why. I'm growing my hair out because I, you know, I hit thirty. Okay, thirty is a milestone year. Okay, and and you've heard me talk about this in my stand up set, but the fact of the matter is, it is the truth. Thirty is still young, but at the same time, the ship has sailed. You know what I'm talking about? Sailed on a lot of things. On a lot of things, right? Like not necessarily your Medicare Part A plan, but (coughs) it's sailed on other (coughs) things. Like I know that there's people right now listening who are maybe 55, 56 years old, and they're hearing me talk about being 30, and they're going, "Oh, that whipper." I don't know what what old people say, but again, like, like I said, even though you're young, like. Like, this is a real thought that went through my head, okay? This is what kicked this whole thing off. I'm sitting there, and I'm playing NBA 2K12 because I'm broke as fuck, and that's the newest (laughs) basketball game I can afford on my PS3, okay? And I think to myself, I'm never going to play in the NBA, yeah, that, that was I, a I real. Know that, I know that had to be tough. For that you. was a real thought that went through my fucking head. Never mind the fact that I am five nine, white, and have the cardio of a Make a Wish kid. <laughs> but like, I was really legitimately sad that I'm never going to play in the NBA. Yeah, man, you just got to accept it, dude. That that ship has sailed. 
Well, that ship has sailed. So one thing that I can do, though, that I thought to myself, I can grow my fucking hair out, okay? I can grow my hair out before I lose it. Well, I mean, just because you can doesn't mean you should. What the fuck? Why Why is it everybody that I fucking know is giving me shit about my hair? Because it's it's just something. It's just something else to add to the all the millions of things that we have that we can give you shit about. Oh, oh good, good. Well, yeah. that that makes me very happy. Like you're, I mean, you're wearing shorts. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, a grown man probably shouldn't wear shorts. What is it with you against shorts, man? I don't man? like shorts. Why? I don't like shorts. How it's often? weird because I have like six tattoos on each leg and I just, no one ever sees them. So when were you ever going to show them off? Uh, whoever fucks me gets to see them. <laughs> <laughs> so three women have seen those <laughs> this, tattoos this in yes, the last right. 23 years. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very nice. No, I'm but no, I'm growing my hair out. I think it looks pretty good if I do say so. Actually, it looks like shit. You know, the important thing is, is that you like it. Here's the thing. I no, I don't. I don't. I don't even fucking like it. I know that sometimes it looks like shit, but I am six and a half months into growing this shit out. Okay. Yeah. Like it's an investment. And here's the thing. I know how it's gonna look at the end of it. Okay. I grew it out when I was twenty, and it looked like shit. <laughs> but I have to do it. Okay, I got to do it before I lose it. You understand? You're just, yeah, you're hanging on to that staple of youth, you know. Okay, you were a kid in a fucking metal band. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you have long hair? I did, yeah. I had long hair at one point, and then uh, I quit the metal band, and I shaved it into a mohawk and joined a punk band. And Did you really? Yeah, yeah. Like, you just changed your hair based on the kind of band that you were in? Essentially, yeah, and, and my clothing did, a little bit. Did you join a country band, and you had a curly mullet? <laughs> The psycho Sid Vicious mullet, is that what happened? No, but I wear this hairstyle that I'm wearing right now while I play at a church, so figure that out. <laughs> Do you really play at a church? Yeah, yeah. Well, that, We've talked of... about it on the show. My mother's a pastor. And... Well, I know, but I didn't know that you played in a well, church about band. One, about once every six months or so, she'll uh, guilt me into coming to church, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'll, I'll play drums with the church band. And but such. playing once every six months doesn't count as you playing in church. Uh, well, I mean, like, is that what you're going to tell Saint? Is that what you're going to tell Saint Peter when you get to the the, <laughs> the pearly gates? Oh no, I went to church. I went to church, Pete. Yeah, really, because here it's in the book. Here it says, uh, okay, all right. Well, uh, the thing is, man, is that in my old age, I don't have much to confess or to or to repent for these days because, frankly, I just don't do anything anymore. Right, you don't. You don't do shit. I don't partake in any real debauchery anymore. Like no, I used you don't. To. You don't do shit, man. So it, about it once every me. six months, does it? You, you make fun of my hair. Uh, are you going to make fun of these wait, sweet Wait, wait, no, 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 no. You stop a minute. You will put a pin in that. Okay. You're disappointed in me. I am disappointed you in you. You are a 30-year-old man with the worst fucking hair I've ever seen because it, it's in that weird process where it's growing out. A guy who just went to see Blink-182. You're goddamn right I did. Did you take both of your kids to see Blink-182? <laughs> I don't have any kids you that I know of. You were the oldest person there by at least 12 years. I was, which was weird. No, it was weird. Man. I thought that everybody watching Blink-182 was going to be in their 30s, mid-30s, late yeah. 20s. No, everybody there was like 22 years old. No, no, I take it back. Everybody there, like the oldest, was 22 well, years no old. Well, no one likes you, Kyle, when you're 33. I love how you, you uh, a bastardization of the lyric. Oh, uh, I like your shoes, though. Your shoes look very cool this the week. The shoes I was bringing up. Tell us where you got those shoes. I got these at Kroger, which if you don't know is a grocery store. 
I bought these brand new shoes at the grocery store. It was on super sale for under ten dollars. Well, you can't beat that. And we're we're talking about getting older and how life changes. And and you brought up a good point. Like if like when I was sixteen years old, fifteen years old, if my mom bought me a pair of shoes, if she brought these home from the grocery store, I would have lost my goddamn mind. Yeah. But now that I'm thirty and I find a pair of sweet ass shoes, which by the way are knockoffs of Vans, so it looks like something that Mark from Blink-182 would wear. Uh, but now that I'm 30 and I bought these for under $10, everybody I meet, I'm like, you know what I paid for these? Well, the, I don't know. Those shoes probably would have gotten you beat up in middle school. You're probably right about that. Uh, you know, Your hair would have, too. God, you, you piece of shit. <laughs> your you're, fucking face. You're, you're such everything about you. God. Everything about you right now is about to get you beat well, I'll up. I'll tell you what. We, we, better, me. we better fucking get it over with. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we've got like fucking, 70 fucking weeks of will they, won't they. Let's go ahead and just... Your, your fucking face. <laughs> oh, I love it. We asked you. We went to Facebook. We went to Twitter at Obtuse Podcast on Twitter. Like the Facebook page. We are on iTunes. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. I say it each and every single week, but it bears repeating. None of these episodes are time-sensitive. The most time-sensitive thing about these episodes is me talking about my shitty fucking hair. So the only yeah, your fucking hair is time-sensitive. The only thing that changes is the length of my shitty hair. So all these episodes you can go back, listen to, at uh, iTunes, at obtuseangles.libson.com, all of the social media. That's where we asked you, who is the worst, or not the worst, but who is the most forgettable world champion of all time? So again, not necessarily the worst world champs in the history of WWE, WCW, NWA, AWA, ECW. But who, who do you, who did you have to fucking Google just to make sure it was a world champion? I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off and say Heavy Metal Van Hammer. Was he? There's no way Heavy Metal Van Hammer... WCW World Champ. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Heavy Metal Van Hammer was... Yes. No. He, got, he took a push and he became World Champ. He was... No. Dude, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing him as World Champ. <clears throat> no, you don't. I'm pretty sure. What do you want to bet? I will bet you everything I have that oh, Heavy... What? Are you going to bet me a pair of fucking shorts and a Blink-182 shirt? Oh, that's four sizes too small? Yeah, this is thanks. an Iron Man t-shirt, thank you very much, okay? Oh, well... And yes, I'll bet you everything I have, which is an extensive collection of PlayStation 2 video games <laughs> and a PS3 with games on the hard drive. Well, that's perfect because I can take them down to GameStop and get $4 for all of them. Do you, have any, do you have any ones? Do you have any ones in your pocket, in your wallet right now? I've got a $50 bill. That I gave you? Yeah. That I gave you to pay for this podcast, which, by the way, we really got to get sponsors on this show. This fucking show is expensive. This show is expensive, and this, this show is way better than having no sponsors. So please, if you can help us out in any hey, way, you know, explain. hit Be us fair, up on like, Twitter. We pay. We, we each pay a couple months at a time. Right. We pay uh, three months at a time for the uh, bandwidth for this show. And uh, we just want sponsors to cover that. So please help us out, somebody out there. Come on, man. Uh, surely to God, our, at least our cost can be covered on this show. I'm not saying that we won't sell out. I feel like I'll sell the fuck out. I'll have 45 ads I, on this I have motherfucker. Dreams about selling. I'm out. not kidding. I can't wait to A sell lot, out. I tell you what. Uh, uh, my attitude really betrays my punk rock sensibilities and my $10 punk rock t- uh, shoes I just bought. Okay, I'll sell the <laughs> fuck out. I'm serious. I will do we will run commercials for an old wooden dildo store on this show Absolutely. if they pay us i mean it 
Especially an old wooden dildo store. I, because when you're fucking 13 or 18 and you're young and idealistic and you're like, no, man, my art is my art. It's all about the art, it, man. No, uh, and then you turn 30 and you work a fucking job you hate. You realize that the Nickelbacks of the world got it figured out. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying they're a good band. Chad Kroger's a fucking, he's my hero. He's but, my fucking hero. But the motherfucker has figured out a formula to make people pay for the shittiest music Adam on the planet. Sandler, Adam Sandler's done it. He's made the same movie 16 times. Shit, I say that as a joke, but probably 35 times. Yeah, for you sure. know? So we would love to sell out. Please. I can't wait to sell out. I can't either, man. Anybody buying right now? Like, <laughs> I'll fucking sell out so hard. I'll totally fucking do it. Anyway, you don't have any money? Because I really want to bet you that Heavy Metal Van Hammer was not a world champion. Okay, I'm willing to bet you $5. Seriously? The $5 that you didn't pay me for the Bell's Cocktail House show. Okay. I performed, pulled my heart out, and entertained your fans, and uh, you fucking stiffed me. You entertained me. my fans. Okay. Like you stiffed me. Like, you paid, like you paid the, the opener, you know, the opener that went up there and bombed and tanked out. Like, he got paid. I didn't get paid that night. I don't even know who opened. I hope they're not listening. A lot of comics listen to the show. <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't remember who it was. Uh, okay, Van Hammer, retired in 03, debuted in 91. He is currently 48 years old. Championships and accomplishments. PWI ranked him number 112 of the PWI 500. And I want to put a pin in the PWI 500 talk. Uh, they also ranked him number 402 in 2003, which is... <laughs> When he wasn't even in WCW. In WCW, he was the Jesse Ventura Strongest Arms Arm Wrestling Tournament Champion. Yeah, that's what I meant. No, it's not what you meant. And his only other accolade, Jeremy, in his entire career, uh, via the Wrestling Observer Newsletter in 1991, the most embarrassing wrestler. <laughs> so, Jeremy, you claimed that Heavy Metal Van Hammer was a world champion... You know what? Somehow that's still better than David Arquette. He did not even win the TV championship. Yeah. Well. So now I now you owe me five dollars. Well, we didn't shake hands. Oh, okay. Well, we didn't. I had my fingers crossed. The uh, the PWI five hundred. Do you? Uh, did you know? Yeah, I used to read the Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Oh, everybody did. I used to steal it from Food Town. Did you really? When I was a you kid, couldn't yeah. even pay for it. No, no, I was little. I, uh, like, I paid for the comics. You were 23 years old. I paid for comic books and stole PWI. I love the PWI, and every year, I still Google who's on the PWI 500 because it doesn't even matter Do now. Do you know how easy it is to get on the PWI 500? That's, what I, was gonna photo. That's what I was going to say. You literally send them a photo. My brother has been in the PWI 500 uh, six or seven years running. Which one? Uh, the late 90s. Draven or Maverick? Draven. Because, uh, okay, all right. Well, I might work for him at some point, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> good worker. Hey, he was a good worker, man. Yeah, excellent worker. Uh, and so was your other brother, uh, Billy Maverick, yes. a hell of a worker. Almost killed me in the ring. That yeah. was my fault, not his. Trained him. I took the uh, I took the peacemaker wrong. I told him to do that to you because I didn't like <laughs> what hair. You didn't, even, you didn't even know me at the time. Yeah. Uh, my hair saved my fall. I, I hit the ground. <laughs> I had so much hair to cushion the impact. Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, well, I but I know a couple of guys who totally did not deserve to be, and they were like 497 or something. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't aware of that, though, because that, apparently like you would send them a picture and like a $5 bill or some shit. I, I'm not, I'm not yeah. far off here. And, no, that's literally what you did. You sent them a picture and a quick bio, and they put you in because they only actually ranked like the top 200. Right, right. And after that, it was almost like a crapshoot. So from, basically, one through 100 was whoever was in 
uh, WWF at the time, WCW, and then like 100 to 200 was like international stars, Puerto Rico, Japan. Right, yeah. Mexico. Well, but then like 400 to 500 was like... Was just dudes who sent in a picture. Like Ricky Johnson, for, you know, like... A, and you didn't even get... You weren't guaranteed to get a picture in because remember, they would list like 10. Oh, and they would have, have a have random... A picture, and then like, you know, 10 people wouldn't have a picture. Right, right, right. So, so there you go. According to Jeremy, Heavy Metal Van Hammer is one of the most... <laughs> <laughs> forgettable world. I thought he was. I could have swore he was champion. <clears throat> so forgettable that Jeremy forgot that he was never a, ch- a champ at all. See, like, he was well, never a champion of anything. It's perfect. Uh, Richard Glover Jr. starts us off on Facebook. And you know his name is Dick Glover. Dick Glover. That's oh my the God! It is name in the world. Dick Glover. Dick Glover. Don't forget about your dick gloves, baby. <laughs> He, he, he's already getting in my craw by saying that Christian is one of the most forgettable world champions. I think it's bullshit. As I, a world champion, yeah. Not as a wrestler. He's a, he's a great Dude, performer. I thought he was fantastic. He had one hell of a feud in, I believe, 2011 with Randy Orton. It was on SmackDown, so nobody fucking remembers it. But it was great, man. They did the deal where uh, Christian, they were both babyface. Christian turns heel. And then uh, they did a great vignette where uh, Christian stole Randy Orton's wallet and then went to the casino and bet it all on black and he lost. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was hilarious, and, and they feuded for months and months, and they had a lot of amazing matches. Uh, let's see here. Do 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 do. We're talking. Okay, hold on. Josh Watts says uh, David Arquette. Chucky Smooth says that's the sad thing is that David Arquette is not. He's not forgettable. But that's that's what he's I'm not. saying. Like everybody will remember that forever. Right. Like, to me, the perfect person on this list should be someone that when you tell me, I go, oh, fuck, he was champ. Or was he champ? Yeah. Your case, even Mick Foley is more of a forgettable champ than David Arquette. I would agree. because and That's sad. I mean, that's a sad commentary. but Because, unfortunately, this day, everybody is talking about the fact that David Arquette was world champion. Everybody forgets that Mick Foley held the title twice for, what, a month? Uh, he held it for three times, three but times. it was it was a total of less than two months, I believe, if yeah. that. Sasha says, Rey Mysterio. I mean, honestly, his title reigns were meh. And then he said that Great Khali is another one. Let's get to Great Khali. Khali, for sure. As Sasha probably unwittingly mentioned, the smallest and the largest well, world champions like mention, of all time. I would like to mention to, uh, to Sasha that I think the most forgettable champion of all time is John Cena. His name is John Cena. Oh, God. Uh, we know Sasha. And Sasha literally worships the ground that John Cena walks on. Like, I think if you were to go to Sasha's house, it would be like an old Mexican woman's tent. Like, you push his doorbell and it goes, bing, 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 bing. <laughs> right. Um, I think that he, I think that Sasha is purposely going to go blind just so he cannot see us. I think <laughs> that's how much. <laughs> that's the worst fucking joke I've ever heard. <laughs> I think that's how much Sasha. Loves just. I stand by that shitty fucking joke. Uh, Why did it make me laugh so much? See, there you go. <clears throat> that that joke was the uh, David Arquette world champion of jokes on this show. No, Rey Mysterio. Going back to what Sasha said, Rey Mysterio was a forgettable world champion only because uh, he was booked horribly. Yeah, As a matter of yeah, fact, we could totally do a whole episode on Rey Mysterio's lone world heavyweight title reign. Yeah, no, I get it, but there's really they booked. I think they booked Rey Mysterio the only way they could. Yeah, how, how do you how do you book a 185 pound world champion? 185. 
He was he was totally not 185. He was way less than that. But no, but you here's the deal though. I totally get that you can't have Rey Mysterio in there destroying bitches every week, right? I get that. But fucker lost. Like, he lost every week in non-title matches. It it, it wasn't like, you know, he got his ass kicked and he did the Mikey Whipwreck deal where he found a way to win. He got in there and got beat by uh, Mark Henry and... The Great Kali uh, every single week, so it was it was she was booked insanely poorly. A, f- a forgettable champion, uh, not a forgettable worker. Actually, one of the one of the greats in, in terms of his in ring work. Just a, a terribly forgettable champion. Speaking of which, have you seen uh, the recent match that he had with uh, Prince Puma Ricochet? Is that where he murdered someone? Uh, Mysterio. Oh my God. Okay, okay. He murdered somebody, right? Ray Mysterio did not murder anyone. Uh, my uncle, who half listens to every story, no. <laughs> <laughs> and what you know? What, what's what's? I, I have that uncle too. What's, That's why it's so right. funny. What's what's sad about that is like I'm barely joking. That's actually my dad. So rewind back if you don't know what Jeremy's talking about, and if you're nerdy enough to listen to the show, you probably do. Rey Mysterio wrestled a match in Mexico with a guy who, and I, I forget his fucking name. He was a goddamn. He was basically the Rock in Mexico. He was a legend, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, he wrestled a match with a guy. It was not Mysterio's fault. The dude. It's thought that he probably had spinal damage, uh, spinal cord damage, which is one of the reasons why. Well, the only reason why Edge had to retire from the it's business. Called, it's called spinal diphia. Is that what it is? I think it is. Um, so we're going to have Jeremy from here on out just randomly make up medical terms on just this show. Just shout out random diagnoses. You're, you're pretty much Gorilla Monsoon at this point of the show, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that left labrum orbital socket there. Um, this, this show is nothing but tangent after tangent. Ten, tendon damage. He's got tendon damage. So Rey Mysterio is in the ring with a guy. Unfortunately, the guy dies in the ring, right? Not Mysterio's fault, and Mysterio yeah, was... I don't know. Mysterio was, sure. <laughs> was... Well, so my dad gives me a call, and my dad used to watch wrestling with me, so he knows the guys, right? And he goes, I heard Ray Mysterio killed someone! <laughs> But, like, really concerned. You know what I mean? Like, and like he didn't even say in the ring. It was like, in his mind, Rey Mysterio broke into his ex-wife's house and murdered her. Like, that was, like, with the amount of urgency that he had in his voice as he talked to me. Yeah. So, uh, no, Rey Mysterio did not what, what did, How did the Chris Benoit phone call go? The, the Chris Benoit... Oh, God. <laughs> uh, no, he... he that... that <laughs> That would have been the opposite. That would have been, I heard Chris Benoit got into a, a, a fight with his wife. <laughs> I heard he was thrown out of a Chuck E. Cheese, got mad at a kid or something. I don't know. Can we go one week on this show without having a joke about the Chris Benoit murder-suicide? Can I we go? Know. I don't think there was a joke about the suicide. Come on. Yeah, it was. That, um, that was pretty tasteless. Great Kali was a horrible champion, going back to Sasha's point. Uh, Great Kali won the world title in a battle royal on SmackDown. Unfortunately, even though Great Kali was, I mean, he looks like a million bucks, he's one of the worst workers in the history of the business, Agreed. Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. I give him the, uh, I give him the Giant Baba Award for, for just. I give him the Rajah Lion Award for Lifetime Achievement in Wrestling. Great Khali also in a match, uh, WWE Battleground 2013, which 
We're going to be doing on this show in a couple of weeks, and here's why. And I, and I don't want to get too much into it because we're going to be talking about it on the episode. We ran an episode, The Great American Bash 91, a couple of weeks ago. And as such, on Twitter, we had a poll asking you, what is the worst wrestling pay-per-view of all time? I figured... Bash at the Beach, or, uh, I'm sorry, I figured Great American Bash 91 was going to win, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, Great American Bash 91 made it to the finals only to be beaten by Battleground 2013. I think it was only beaten by Battleground 2013 because of, of it's still fresh in everyone's mind. It's only a couple years old. I would assume so, man, because we're going to be doing a whole episode on it. We're going to be analyzing it, but... I refuse to believe that Battleground 2013 was worse than ECW December to Dismember, yeah. which it beat in the poll, which we've done on this show. Yeah, again, I think it's because it's just recent. Uh, let's see, going back. So we, we, we got to Sasha Gonzalez. James on Facebook says, Kane and his one-day reign. I would argue that that was memorable, if only because you remember every part of his reign, Jeremy. Why, why, why are you swiping on the phone? I'm going back to Facebook. Uh, it looks like uh, right here, Jeremy Sutherland says, Bret Hart. Are you trying to get heat with me, man? Oh, we already had heat. Are you trying to get fucking heat with me? Now, if I want to get heat with you, I'd say something about your hair. You son of a fucking bitch. I don't know if it was last week on the show or a couple of weeks ago. You and I got into it because you said that Bret Hart was a boring fucking wrestler. He's boring as fuck. Uh, a couple of people jumped on Facebook and defended you, but I did have someone on Twitter tweet More me. More people jumped on Facebook and agreed with me than disagreed with me. Somebody on Twitter said, who is this fucking asshat that doesn't like Bret Hart? No, they that didn't fucking happen. They did. That never happened. I, I will go to it at some point. Uh, the one day Kane title reign, that was when Stone Cold drove the truck to the, or the Zamboni wait a minute, to no, the wait, ring. Hang on, circle back to that. Okay. Let's go double or nothing on that five bucks. And I'll tell you right now, no one said that about me. I'm telling you, we don't have the time to go. I'm telling you what, we don't have the time. I'll I, I tell you what, pause the episode. You pause it and I'm going to find I it. Don't, I don't want to. You don't? <laughs> I don't feel like it. We're you don't feel like we're hitting. 24, we're 25, almost 25 minutes in. Are we point. seriously 25 yes. minutes in? Oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're so gonna. So we'll just come to this in a few months. We'll come <laughs> in it. a few months yeah. when we when we remember it, or you or you could go back on the Facebook or on the Twitter. Yeah, I don't do that. We're gonna spend the next 10 minutes, and we're gonna try not to blow through these. Here we go. David Schmidt says Alberto Del Rio. Agreed. I would tend to agree. Alberto Del Rio, honestly, a great worker. I think in this run right now in WWE, he has been very misused. I'm not saying he's the best of all time or anything, but you know, the... I like the whole League of Nations thing. I, I think did it's too. a good idea, just poorly executed. Exactly. They booked it horribly, but the league, I thought it was fine. I, yeah. thought, I thought it was a good name, much to the uh, chagrin of much of the IWC. I thought it was <laughs> a good name. I thought it was a good angle. I thought Sheamus and Del Rio and all those guys together, Rusev, worked well. I thought, uh, I think Alberto Del Rio is great, man. Looks like a million dollars. He has movie star looks. He has legitimate, uh, badass MMA background. He is a Mexican star at a time where WWE desperately needs those guys, those guys who could speak Spanish. They they just fuck him. Yeah, yeah. But if 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 it makes you feel better for poor old Alberto Del Rio, he is currently fucking Paige. So oh, poor guy. I know. Hey, you know, I read recently that Lita's back in the WWE. Is that right? Yeah, she's uh, doing the uh, pre-shows on WWE Network. I gotta tell you what, man. I would drag my balls through six miles of broken glasses to hear her fart on a walkie-talkie. Would you uh, would you chew through a sewer line just to watch her tampons float by? <laughs> I'd lick her butthole after she jogged to my house in the summer. 
Once again, the classiest show on iTunes, ladies and gentlemen. On Facebook, Jamie also says, quote, I remember Miz once said something to the effect of, I'm not going to be a multi-time champion because I am never losing this belt. Well, he got the first part right, at least, unquote. <laughs> uh, Matt Linville says, 1993 Bob Backlund, although I guess losing the title in eight seconds is memorable. That is correct. I would argue that Bob Backlund might be one of the most forgettable champions of all time in his first reign, even though it lasted five years. I was going to say it was like 40 years ago? Well, it was was in the early 80s, but this is back when uh, Bob Backlund was basically howdy doody. Yeah, yeah. I liked his. Uh, I liked the crosswing chicken shit. Oh, the, the crosswing chicken shit. Yeah, you sound like a drunk wrestling announcer who doesn't care. The crosswing chicken shit. I'm a drunk podcast host who doesn't care. Matt also says every Sheamus title reign. Once again, Agreed, I'd have to yeah. agree. Even though I met Sheamus, the the fucking nicest guy in the world. He uh, really because he he comes off like as a dildo. It's a real big dildo. I know he does, but we had him on the show, and uh, it was because we were doing a morning show. Uh, WWE was just across the street, so Sheamus is making media appearances. We do a deal on the show called Stump Shorty and Sheamus, where listeners called in with their wrestling questions, and both Sheamus and I had to answer them. So I was as hard as a fucking rock <laughs> at that point, because of course I was. Now, were you more knowledgeable than Sheamus? I was. Yeah, of course you and, were. Uh, and Sheamus, at the end of it... There's something wrong with your brain. I don't know what it is. I think I'm mildly autistic in a wrestling sense, I and I, so. I, I truly do believe that. But uh, Seamus looks at me and he goes, we got to get Shardy a girlfriend. Because <laughs> my name is Shorty on the show. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, okay, so so we're going to Facebook back to what you said about Bret Hart. I called you a piece of shit. Lance Adams said he should be forgettable. Never should have made it past mid-card status. Bam! I'm, that pisses right me off. Hole. Right J- in your poorly... Stupid haired butthole. Jamie then says he does seem as naively opinionated and self important as Jane Simmons. Gene Simmons. God damn, that makes me so angry. Uh, Steve, <laughs> there were so many things about that that pissed you off. I know. Steve says David Arquette, which we've also covered. You on Facebook tried to get the conversation going by saying JBL. Yeah. I, I agree with me. Which started a long conversation thread, including Andy Frampton, who disagreed with you vehemently. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and agree with Andy on this one. JBL could not get it done in the ring at that point of no. his career, but he held the title for 10 months and was booked unbelievably well. And I stand by what I said. I mean, all, all booking aside... I think uh, that's one of the criteria for being a memorable champion is that you can perform in the ring. That's true, but at the same time, he had a lot of heat and he was in so many good storylines. Who could forget the time that he was feuding with Eddie Guerrero and went to the Mexican border to chase down Mexicans crossing the border illegally? No, he does that in his free time. (laughs) Uh, Matt Linville says, wasn't Mike Awesome WCW champ? To which point I said no. Um, (laughs) Yeah, take that, Matt. Uh, Steve says Ronnie Garvin. That's a good one. Yeah. That is uh, possibly one of the very first on a large national scale, very forgettable world heavyweight champion. See, I could never forget Ronnie Garvin because uh, when I was like nine years old, I ate my brother's Hot Pocket 
And he threw me down on the ground and gave me the, the a legit Garvin stomp. Garvin stomp. He stomped all the way around my body and it did hurt. He, did really he really? Badly. Yeah. Like was because he? Because I ate his hot pocket. Was he trying to channel Ronnie Garvin? Or? Yeah. No. I mean, he was. He didn't. He didn't. He wasn't working though. But he literally stomped me all the way around. But I mean, like, like my question is: so he was doing it, and like it was obviously out of anger. But <laughs> but was there like the pageantry of Ronnie Garvin yeah. stomp? Yeah. Like, did he get your hand and then he got your foot yeah. and then he? <laughs> yeah, he got all he did at all. It was the worst oh. Hot Pocket I ever ate. <laughs> then you never ate a Hot Pocket again. Uh, Andrew Cassidy on Facebook says, Pre-Pipe Bomb CM Punk. I would go ahead and agree with him there. I think that Punk was a two-time world champion before he gave the Pipe Bomb in 2011. The uh, Talking about the, the Pipe Bomb yeah, promo, yeah. obviously. Yeah, man. CM Punk uh, won the world title. Now, he cashed in the money in the bank to win the world title in a very memorable fashion on Monday Night Raw. He However, from Ken Patera. He did not win the world title from Ken Patera. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to chime in. I wasn't watching wrestling at that point. No, I, I understand that. But basically... Punk was not booked as a main eventer at that point. Every pay-per-view, he was in the middle of the card. He, he seemed outclassed. I, I'm not going to say he was outclassed because he, he got it done in the ring. He just wasn't Punk. I mean, the dude came into WWE on the main roster, ECW, in 06. He gave the pipe bomb in 2011. Between 06 and 2011, despite the fact that he was a multi-time world champion, he didn't do shit. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he was in a lot of great storylines, but he never oh, no, really... The run, the run he had with Jericho was great. Uh, that was after the pipe bomb, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Uh, let's see here. Josh Watts says Rey Mysterio won a tournament for the WWE Championship and held it for about one hour because Cena came back that night and got a title match on the basis of being John goddamn Cena. Uh, <laughs> that is true. I believe at that point that title reign for, for Rey Mysterio was simply a lifetime achievement award for him. Derek says, I know it's hard to forget the world's largest athlete, the Big Show, but I can hardly remember him being champion. He's had some great pushes, but for someone in the biz 20 years, he doesn't deserve to be on the list. I agree with him. Uh, Big Show is a multi-time world champion. And can you remember anything from any of his world title reigns? I can't remember anything he's done. I think the only thing world title related with the Big Show was the fact that he debuted on a pay-per-view, fought Hulk Hogan, and won the world title. That's it. Which, think about that. Think about that shit. Uh, Brent Allen says, pretty much any champion that got it for story reasons rather than earn it by the respect of his peers. And Which would be any champion from like 2005 on. Well, what's funny about that is the next one, Kevin Jones says, Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought Jeff Jarrett had a lot of great world title runs in uh, WCW, but I'm going to head and agree with him there. Lance Adams says, Andre the Giant, not a forgettable wrestler, but a less than two-minute title reign is easily forgettable. Or as uh, Andre the Giant famously said in his victory promo after winning the world title, I am now the world tag tag champion. (laughs) Uh, English is a tough language. Because poor Andre did not speak English that well, despite the fact that he had been in the business for 30 fucking years at that point. (laughs) Brent Allen says, I think people often forget that Vince McMahon once held the title, or at least they'd rather forget. Which uh, I agree with that as well. Vince, by the way, also... The ECW champion. And speaking of the ECW champion, Josh also has a picture of Matt Hardy with the ECW world title. Do you remember that one? 
Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, I don't. I don't. That's hard for me to get down on. Go down on. Get down. What? Go down. Get I down. tell you what, it's hard for me to go down on you, baby. No, it's hard. That's, it's hard <laughs> for me to get down on Matt. On Matt Hardy, I like him so much. Uh, well, no, especially now with the uh, TNA title reign that he's having, man. He's he's fucking rocking. But yeah, I I I completely forgot about the fact that Matt Hardy was a uh, TNA World Champion. Yeah, he's a champion when he's not busy deleting the lawn. Delete, delete, delete. Uh, let's go to uh, Twitter really quickly and some of the suggestions here. Daniel says Bob Backlund should qualify. Kevin says the great Kali. Uh, Ernest on Twitter says David Arquette. Um, and then, so I'm basically what I'm doing, I'm going through my phone and looking at some of the screenshots I have on here. And unfortunately, <laughs> I'm going from people suggesting things to a picture of a possum for no good reason. So yeah, I apologize. Yeah. Why the hell wouldn't you? You okay, Jeremy? You all right? I'm all right. Are are you deeply concerned about the health of the possum? I'm worried. So thank you guys so much for your suggestions. Jeremy, if you had to pick one guy who was the most forgettable world heavyweight champion in wrestling history, who would it be? Uh, The Nature Boy Buddy Rogers, because I I don't remember it. It was (laughs) about 20 years before I was born. (laughs) (laughs) It's very forgettable to me. I'm going to go ahead and say that's that's the best answer that any of us could provide. So with that, that's going to do it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Now, Jeremy, next week, a very exciting week on the podcast. For the first time ever, we are opening the phone lines to you, and uh, we are going to be taking your phone calls. How excited are you about this? I'm hard as diamonds. <laughs> You're harder than Chinese algebra right now, That's right? right. Well, we're going to be asking you what you think the uh, worst the worst angle in professional wrestling history is so uh, make sure you give us a call next week and with that one more time subscribe to us on itunes give us a five-star review follow us on twitter at obtuse podcast like the facebook page obtuseangles.lipson.com we talk bad angles we're comedians we're wrestlers please help us find an advertiser and with that we're going to see you next time say goodbye jeremy goodbye jeremy